Swatting Merriweather. <laughs> and welcome to Men on Television. The show that looks at TV from a male point of view. <laughs> We've taken a look at examples of shows from all four networks. First, there was NBC. It used to stand for nothing but Cosby. Now, you know, they have that new show, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Well, listen, there's nothing fresh about this prince. And it's definitely not the prince I was looking for. I was looking for a purple G-string and some high heels. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> then there was Golden Girls. Hated it. <laughs> Would you tell me who cares about three old white heifers in a house? Hey, this is uh, Make It Make Sense. Oh, let me not say, uh, it's a bad start. <laughs> Already. Trying to avoid the, um... This is, this is Make It Make Sense with episode Tony. Three. Dang, Damn. episode three with... <laughs> right, 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 right. I don't even know who I am. <laughs> Go ahead. I was about to say this is big. I was about to say this is big facts. Big facts. <laughs> All in your ear, your lobe. <laughs> be real ignorant on the intro. <laughs> it did. It did come in with. Make uh, it make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Episode three. <laughs> Feminism. <laughs> we got to put like WWE. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> um, this is Make It Make Sense Episode 3 Men on Feminism Yeah Take yeah, it how you feel And I'm feeling good bro How you feeling uh, I am uh, It's hot in New York uh, the, the city is burning up right now um, And you know how New York You gotta be up in it You gotta be out there Walking in it Riding in it Underground in it So it's, it's stressful But other than that Um Dealing with some things, you know, mistakes and, and getting through it, man. You know, trying to be better in life. As always. Yeah. Yeah, bro, I feel you. Same, same um, shit out here on the West Coast. I was walking outside today. Definitely thought I was uh, in the oven. Um, oh, so y'all got to test, yes, bro. Y'all getting some of that heat. Y'all getting some of that yeah. real heat. Hey, a little bit of it. Um, A little bit of it. So that, that joint was rough. And then, you know, same thing, bro. Just trying to, just trying to hold it down in the other parts. Uh, other parts of my life keep that balance, um, but also you know be pushing myself to to get better each day without without getting lazy. That's it. Um, too lazy. I think I, we'll we'll just go right. I mean we wasn't gonna this wasn't gonna be a big fact, but I think it needs to be a big fact. I think we gonna it, this is the first big fact. Eliminating patriarchy is men's jobs to do. Let me repeat that one more time. Big fact number one: eliminating. The patriarchal system of power and government uh, in our nation and world globally is men's work to do. Big fact number one. And that's a perfect big fact. And, th and that is why um, us two men are, are going to be talking about it today for the next, who knows, 45 minutes to an hour. Hopefully keep um, it. Yeah, we're definitely going to try to keep it brief. Uh, try to keep, yeah, we're going to try to keep it brief, but... You know, we know this is, uh, and, and in the future, I could definitely, we definitely want to be able to 
um, approach this conversation at a, from a different way. I definitely have some some women guests on um, and be able to hear, you know, and just had the floor totally open uh, to them. But with this episode being that in order, if we are going to dismantle the patriarchy, uh, or if we're going to dismantle the patriarchy, it is the men's job to do. So Tony and me, we about to, you know, try to do that job, try to do our a small part of that job today. And I think I think we're gonna we, we're talking about uh, black feminism in particular, so not just uh, mm-hmm. your, your not just your grandmama's, uh, your grandfather's feminism. Uh, if if uh, well, that only applies to white people. Um, <laughs> uh, because if you are black, then this is probably your grandmother's and grandfather's uh, feminism. Maybe not. Uh, we are talking about black feminism because uh, as black men, we have specific roles to play in our communities to uh, undo uh, misogyny and uh, sexism. So, um, yeah, and so then I think that ties in nicely to our second big fact, which is that uh, 60% of women and 33% of men identify as feminists or strong feminists according to a 2016 Washington Post poll. Yeah, 60% of men, uh, of women, 33% of men. Let that, let that marinate for a moment. Only 60% of women, but we'll talk about that later. Perhaps. Big fact number three. Uh, take it back a little bit uh, to 1977. Um, if we're going to talk about black black feminism, we, we, we can't leave out the Kumbahi River Collective statement and the Kumbahi River Collective, uh, which were, were a group of uh, black women, uh, queer black women in particular, working um, and really introduced the idea in 77 of the interlocking uh, systems of oppression um, and we kind of, ha- over time, black women have taken that, scholars, academics have taken that and uh, expanded upon it and used it to kind of um, really uh, redefine how we looked at, um, you know, systems of oppression, uh, at least in the American context. What about big fact number four? Big fact number four is uh, the term intersectionality was coined in uh, 1989 by Kimberly Crenshaw. Um, and she came up with this. Kimberly Crenshaw was a, a, a legal scholar, and, and at the time when she coined the, the phrase, she was a lawyer. Um, she uh, co- coined the term in, in, uh, intersectionality coming from a discrimination court case where there was a black woman who was um, suing her, suing a corporation because she was saying they were discriminating um, by not. Uh, yeah, they're saying she was saying they were discriminating. Um, against her by not hiring her on the grounds of her being a black woman but they um so that you know they took it to court the judge said that that's impossible there's no way they could be discriminating um against her because they hire black people and they hire women so that the, so this must be uh you know so her claim is pre- preposterous mm-hmm. uh you know now you know i think and kimberly crenshaw used that term to you know chain up with that term to show that how her identities as a black woman or as, as a, as a black person and as a woman, how those two things coming together were, were, is what was keeping her um, from getting hired. And I think, I think if we look at, uh, you know, uh, the 30 years since then, right. So we're talking about 89, we're in 2019. Now the 30 years since then uh, we have had, um, you know, so a lot of the same issues pop up again. So we're talking about Anita Hill in 91. Um, We just had the, the Kavanaugh and president Trump's, um, uh, a lot of victim blaming, uh, a lot of, of disbelief. Uh, nobody believed in women when they came forward to accuse powerful men uh, of, of sexual misdeeds, uh, misconducts, rape, um, all of the above just being fucking awkward. Um, dismissing 
um, black women, women in particular, uh, uh, women in general, but black women in particular. Um, you, we talk about the black women's infant mortality rate, hospital treatment, not believing, uh, you know, women are in pain when they say they are. So we talk about Serena Williams, a championship athlete, uh, somebody who is, you know, has to be in tune with their body. She don't know what she's talking about. Um, and then you look at the 2016 election um, and the breakdown uh, with black women voting overwhelmingly for a white woman to be the president um, and white women uh, in majority, majority voting for uh, a bigot, a, a, a racist, sexist, xenophobe, um, you know, uh, I guess, quote unquote, billionaire. Um, yeah. Yeah. If he, you know, if, according to him, he's a billionaire. I mean, you, you know. So yeah, I mean, we we su such a such a major difference between the way that black women voted and white women voted, and I think that that illustrates a lot of what uh, the difference between feminism um, and when we talk about black feminism. Um, but to explain a little bit more, uh, we, we don't really have a guess, but a clip from uh, a root or the root um, their interview with uh, Brittany Cooper, author, black feminist, um, talks a little bit about the the difference uh, about black feminism and white feminism, and um, what 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 black men can do. So check this out. You describe your relationship with white feminists as complicated. What do you think needs to happen for feminism to be a multiracial prospect? Yeah, so I want to be real clear that this is not a book where I'm asking black girls to play nice with white girls. What I want is for black women to understand patriarchy affects us too, though. We can't have any kind of black liberation if people aren't talking about black women and girls. And that doesn't have anything to do with what Becky is or is not doing or saying. So no movement with Becky? Look, I think that we gotta have strategic solidarities with white women. The Me Too movement, both in terms of Tarana Burke's work, but also in terms of what we see rich white women testifying to, tells us that even when you have money and power and beauty, you are still subject to the violent whims of men. And that means that there is a cause for solidarity and struggle together. But that doesn't mean that we can't hold white women accountable for their racism and that we can't have some terms to negotiate in terms of what will bring us to the table. Talk a little bit about the gender empathy gap or black men caring about black women beyond their mothers, daughters, sisters. Patriarchy kills everybody. It doesn't just kill black women. So much of black women's political behavior in this country is about helping the world to see and humanize black men and to say that we understand the ways that systems harm them. We don't see black men sort of zooming in in the same way and thinking really specifically about the way that systems harm black women or constrict our sense of possibility and more so than them not only thinking about it but having a sense of commitment to helping us change it. Aspiring to be patriarchs like what white men have, that isn't freedom. That isn't gonna help anybody. It's certainly not gonna help black people. Commit to each other when we're thinking through, for instance, intimate partnership, that what we can do is sort of do that black thing that we do very well, which is that we can creatively reimagine what it looks like for us to have black love in a world that doesn't want us to have it. Let's talk Beyonce. Yes. When she came out as a feminist, there was some pretty vicious pushback from some black feminists. I don't want to say that legitimate critique is not valid, right? There are legitimate critiques to be had of every artist. She was drawn to feminism because it gave her a language to name some of the things she was going through in her own life. And in 2016, when we got Lemonade, it became really clear why somebody like Beyonce 
would want to have the sort of arsenal that you get from black feminism because black feminism helps you think about what happens when you're the most powerful chick in the game, you're married to one of the most powerful dudes and he still won't treat you right because he is intimidated by your power. Feminism is the thing that helps you think about that because I think it's the kind of resource that helps black girls when you're up late at night wondering why your relationship is not working and you don't want to keep on internalizing it as a problem with you. Black feminism can hold that black girls have hurts and pains that no one else has ever listened to. Um, so, so Sister Cooper gets into a lot of what I think black women, uh, black men, um, can do just to just to 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 you know reciprocate and 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 do you know some of the same work that um, black women have been been doing for the the specific um, issues for uh, that black men face. Um, and I think before we get m deeper into that conversation about what men can do, uh, we should give a history. Um, a breakdown of like how feminism has has rolled out over the years. What say you? That no, this is like a, a great idea because I think anytime you're trying to take a step back and analyze different uh, the game, I'm just out of reading Regan the game. Appreciate the um, appreciate the rep. So you know, when, whenever you are trying to analyze the game, you have to take a step back and look at the rules and like mm -hmm. who, who made those rules, why were they created. Um, and who, who's benefiting from them? Who's on, who's on the short end, the stick of them? Um, so you know we're gonna we're gonna go through the the we're gonna provide a brief description of the four waves of feminism. You know we could definitely do a, a series um, on on all these waves, and each each wave could probably have its own could definitely have its own episode. But just for the sake of sake of today's conversation, um, we're going to just briefly yeah. describe them provide to provide that context. So with that, the first wave of um, feminism, is, at this point, you know, there's all kinds of women adding there. So Sojourner Truth is, you know, one of the more prominent black women figures uh, you hear referenced in, in this first wave of, of feminism. Um, and that's mainly because, uh, you know, white women, especially upper and upper and middle class white women were not <clears throat> allowing uh, black women to even, you know, take part in, in this in the suffrage movement. You know, you see that at the Seneca Falls Convention in 1848, there's not mm -hmm. a single black woman was there. Um, it, right. And that's, uh, and, you know, I, I'm sure, and, and they weren't even invited. So, you know, it's, it's not like they didn't come because they didn't, I mean, who knows why, but, and I'm sure there's a lot of different reasons, but we know you could assume if some black women were invited, at least some of them would have came, uh, but they didn't even give them the chance. Frederick Douglass was there though. He was the only black person in attendance um yeah well, which is interesting I'd um, like to yeah and I, I think the, the the kind of the, the over uh maybe the the theme in terms of what black feminists take away from the first wave of feminism is kind of this the the lack of solidarity you know what i mean white women black women um struggle you know struggling for a lot of the same you know really some of the same um acknowledgement uh and uh and black women on top of that, you know, fighting for equality and, and a whole bunch of other ways. Um, but white women had a chance to kind of, kind of, you know, uh, uh, link up and they didn't um, and over and over again. Um, so you had these movements going on at the same time and there wasn't, wasn't solidarity. In fact, black, uh, you know, a lot of white women were saying you gave these black men the right to vote um, X, Y, and Z, but we still don't have the right to vote. You know, technically some of these frees, you know, black citizens can vote. Um, but we women, your your wives, and you know people of the gentry, we can't we can't participate. Um, so some legitimate claims there, but still, you know, uh, a bit, other people being left out. Um, second wave of feminism, yeah. 
Um, lots of so so we talk about the first wave being at you know um, uh, you know from from the 18th century, 19th century, um, all kinds of women, white women especially because we have you know they they were writing things down or allowed to write things down and read things and all that good stuff. Um, but but definitely black women, like we said, uh, contributing ideas about what freedom meant um, as we became a country, as uh, we having we're having abolitionist movements to free slaves. Um, leading up into the 20th century um we had women talking about their rights and they finally got the right to suffrage but then in the 1950s and 60s as women go to work there's a second uh kind of wave of feminism that happens um concerns about uh wives and husbands workplace discrimination uh voting um is not the main focus anymore um they're thinking about concerns outside the house quote unquote what you know white women are allowed to uh, you know, are, are maybe forced to, for the first time, address issues outside the home where black women, you know, have been dealing with issues outside the home and have been working for, you know, a dec- you know, the, the entire history of the country. Um, you had the National Black Feminist Organization been founded in 73. Um, um, but real, really still, you know, uh, black women, you know, kind of being uh, other people, uh, women of color being left out of the conversations, uh, you know, even through the 50s and 60s. Yeah, and then now that we like so yeah with the second wave ending in the 60s that you transitioned into the third wave um and this was at a very uh you know a very important time in, in america's history that the third wave of feminism started um given that this was the same time as the uh, civil rights movement so you know even within these groups like the Snick, the black panthers um, dang I nation of islam yes, oh yes nick yep um yeah you, yeah, Nation of Islam. That's the one I was I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, so even within these organizations like Nation of Islam, SNCC, the Black Panthers, uh, who are all fighting for the rights of of you know black 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 people in America, you have a lot of um, sexism and patriarchy that that's basically at the foundation of these mm-hmm. of these um, organizations. So you know even it. So women, even in, in this, in these organizations who are supposed to be fighting or not who are supposed to be, but who, you know, are fighting for the rights of, of black people in America to, you know, to, to liberate black people in America, they are still adopting a very European patriarchal, you know, sexist, uh, ideology that oozes all throughout the, the organization. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Antonio, you want to maybe so, speak yeah, about, I mean, we, one uh, example, you, you have, and, you have many of them who, who, who are having this like internal battle like damn i'm trying we're trying to get free but you holding me back too and so elaine brown talks about how in the black panthers um she kind of regrets um you know not speaking out against female subordination you know she kind of talks about how she was trying to keep her own power in the organization so much that she um ignored some of of uh the the criticism that was coming at at the top like y'all aren't including women um even though they could you know kind of nominally say a woman is at the head she you know uh uh, throughout the organization, even though the women were the backbone of the organization, they were doing the work, they were on the front lines. Um, they weren't getting the, the the credit, and they weren't in decision making roles throughout and 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 um, um, as a as a part of the system, you know. So even in um, you know these organizations like the the Black Panthers, like they are giving the, like allowing the women to you know con- contribute in in very meaningful ways um, that are having like a a great impact on on the people in the communities and and just pushing the civil rights movement you know forward but yet you know not giving them like you said bro, the acknowledgement support um 
freedom, treating each other as equals. Like, and like I think I think one thing it makes me think about you just talking about that. And this something I've heard my whole life, but something I'm just thinking about now. Like you think about the history, even the black church or churches in general, the Christian church, but black churches in, in particular. Again, women doing the work, you know, you know, doing the work, you know, all of the behind the scenes, everything in the black church. Um, but but really systematically kept out yep. of roles of power in, in black churches. So given, you know, positions on women's boards and all these other things, um, but not being put up as pastors of churches until, you know, relatively recently, I feel like um, uh, female pastors that were women um, were not uh, regarded in the same, you know, just weren't even you, in, in some congregations weren't. It wasn't even a, a thought, you know, it wasn't. It, and some people still to this day. Um, so just that same in, that that same internal struggle happening within uh, you know within the black community, um, women women still dealing with it, and I think um, that's what we got out of a lot of the third wave feminism was women of color, black women, um, saying we have we have uh, you know interlocking systems of oppression that are happening. We, we're, we're black at the same time as we're women, at the same time as we're poor, at the same time as we're gay, at the same time as we are gender nonconforming. Um, at the same time as we're maybe disabled, maybe we, you know, so not educated, all of these things, right? Uh, and that all of those things keep us, um, you know, kind of like Brittany Cooper says, they, they, they constrict our uh, possibilities, um, which leads us to the fourth wave. Yes, and so the fourth wave is, where, you know, we're currently in it. Um, Tony, when did the fourth wave start? Early 2000s? I think yeah, I think people. I think that you people credit it, you know, with with the with, with Facebook and Twitter. So I think you can't really. Mm-hmm. They say social media is kind of like the 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 birth, the like the new fourth wave, right? Right. Um, and so I guess you know social media 2010, 2011 gotcha. um, was right around when all of that kind of jumped off and became a big thing. And I think after that, you kind of see these messages spread. Yeah, because you know, as we all know, social media definitely makes it easier to to shine light, uh, shine light on, on different issues. It makes it easier for people to connect and spread the word uh, and, and raise awareness. And, you know, some of the most recent ones that we've seen, uh, some recent examples of that we've, of, that we've seen when it comes to social media um, and feminism is, uh, you see that with the Me Too movement, you know, we've seen, which was started by a black woman and was, some would say, co- uh, co-opted uh, and then became turned, at that point had turned into, the Me Too movement. Um, you saw that with you see that with the women marches now. You have millions of people um, in the streets, and these are turning. And, and not, I think that's like not even just in America. That's uh, yeah, you see that worldwide. Um, yep. you sh- I think you see that in Saudi Arabia now with um, mm-hmm. even things like uh, the argument. I I don't I, I don't know if they made it legal or not. Um, but I know I heard a lot of the stuff in the news about giving women the right to drive um, they, over they there. They did. They, uh, I think that did pass. They do have women can drive in Saudi Arabia now. You know, just recently this year, last right? Year. Man, right. Talk about how uh, that restricts mobility. Like, yeah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I think too. A big. A big part of the the fourth wave is um, um, like the incorporation of of everybody. I think, or or at least a, the, like black black women reminding um, black feminists reminding uh the world like every you know we ain't free until everybody's free so you talk about um black feminism incorporating trans folks gender by uh, uh, non-conforming folks all kinds of queer identities uh really uh kind of you know and, and which is the reason why you know black feminism is is what we got to get down with because it's it, it's about um recognizing all these different forms of uh, all these different systems and how they work at the same time to 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 do up you know to to deal with them um um 
I think, you know, taking, you know, considering that with, with, you know, with more fervor, more effort, um, is what they're pushing us to, what, what black feminist leaders are pushing us to do. So, um, and, and one thing, you know, one of the biggest, um, you know, feminist leaders of our time of, of, of all time, perhaps Angela Davis, um, was recently denied in a, like a, like a, 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 some sort of award in Birmingham, like the spirit of Birmingham or some sort of civil rights award. Um, they were trying to take it from her because she, she, uh, is a supporter of, uh, boycott, divest, sanction of Israel and supporter of freedom in Palestine. Um, shout out to uh, all those folks working in, in solidarity with freedom for, for, uh, for Palestine. Um, what do you think about that? What did you think about the, uh, her being, her, her award being taken, you know, uh, a black feminist civil rights award being stripped? So, yeah. So I think that, you know, I think that's another good example of how America sees, you know, um, black women and how, and honestly, this would be a total another conversation about how it sees people who support, um, the, you know, free freedom for Palestine. And, uh, you know, they did that in the Birmingham on the more state and, and local level, but you also see that with, uh, Elon Omar, it seems like every other week, you, you know, you have different, um, people from the far right, yeah. you got the president, yeah. you got the Republican party writ large, shit, you got Nancy Pelosi, like even yeah, the Democrats. Yeah. You got the Democrats. Um, you know, you have, you have them, uh, constantly reprimanding and threatening her. Uh, and you also see that with like Rashida Tlaib and, um, and, and AOC. And yeah, anyone, right, oh, yeah, yeah, I am Presley. Uh, so now that we've made it back, or now that we've made it to present day, you know, July 2019, um, it's, it's been a long, windy road through the four waves of feminism. We, you know, some people have made a lot of progress, um, and uh, and and yet we still have a, a long ways to go. Um, and so in trying to think through why or what has happened. Uh, since that time, you know, since the first wave to present day, I know there's still a lot of similarities um, amongst all those waves. And I think one thing, one thing we constantly see is uh, white women not really fighting a solidarity with uh, black women. And it, when it comes to the women's movement, and then when it comes to the movement for uh, civil rights movement and the, the movement for black liberation in America, you see black women moving, you see black men moving in a way that is not, um, in, in alliance with black women and black womanhood. Um, and so I think now we just really want to kind of spend the rest of, or spend this next part of the conversation, you know, trying to put a name to that and trying to, and, and, and see what we can do um, as men to destruct this patriarchy and this misogyny that is uh, the foundation of, of America. Yeah, I think, I think it really, I mean, if we're going, we have to kind of, uh, you said naming it, and I think that's a big part of it. Um, understanding that this is like th- this is not some default um, that is an accident that, pa- that that white Western hegemonic uh, racist patriarchal structures are uh, intentional and purposeful um, and that they are working. You know what I'm saying? So we, we talk about what patriarchy means and what that what that is. Yo, I still hear that in the back. So I'm still in the background scratching, bro. Yeah, that was Shandria. Um, she was scratching the plate. Oh, I. She, I Right. I mean, dang, we're trying to put on for your people. And that's what you do. <laughs> hey, sometimes all, all skin folk ain't cam folk. Uh, I don't like this nigga. Keep, keep, that, keep that on there, Dito. <laughs> so then, so, so what you, you got is, is a system. system. Nah. Um, so yeah, we, we, talking about a, we, we, we talking about a system of society, a government, um, 
in which men hold power um, and keep women from holding power. Uh, that's 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 the, the the plain and simple of it. We live in uh, in a society that makes it harder to be a woman, harder to be a girl. Um, um, it, it is it is we don't put them in positions of power to make decisions, um, and I think that's that's um, um, you know why there's so much conflict. Women make up half the population, um, and you just look at any governing body in any state, local government, you know. Um, you know, women are represented, and so, um, why is that? How we got to this point? We kind of, we kind of went through that. How we got to this point, but um, we're still doing it. We're still making it. You know, what, what are the ways that 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 you were uh, that you were made into the uh, a, a boy and a man? Like, what were the ways that um, you first experienced patriarchy? So, one of the first experiences I have uh, with patriarchy was remember being at the the Nautica outlet. <laughs> Being at the Nautica outlet with my mom, my sister, you know, we was definitely on that before uh, Lil Yachty. Just, um, and, and seeing this like this pink shirt I wanted, and it being like a real, it seemed like I was making like a huge, you know, real important decision about whether or not I want to buy that shirt, uh, or or have my mom buy that shirt so I could wear it. Remember, my mom, my sister was, you know, they was like definitely encouraging me and, and like saying get it and like real men wear pink and uh, yeah, I remember them saying that like real men wear pink. But I remember I really, I couldn't, I remember seeing other, any other boys or any other like grown men that I was around, uh, you know, wearing pink. And I'm sure the, the fears around that was coming from like one, not being one to see as too girly. Uh, you know, I want, yeah, basically not want to be seen as what I thought was quote unquote girly. Um, and, and, you know, letting my moms know that like, or not my mom, my mom and my sisters, you know, letting me know that that a color some color doesn't make you um and that's such a you know that's such a simple thing it's just like what color dye they put in some in some cotton and you put it on your body but yet as a kid like sitting there having to do that thorough analysis of what of what it means to to put that on my body yeah i think i think even before that i remember like you know even younger than that even before uh like picking out my own clothes like like being told Stop sitting like a girl. Stop walking like a girl. Uh, don't break your wrists. Uh, boys don't cry. Man, you know, man up to so, you know, same same sort of thing. Um, and not and it was all you know. We we say it's all with love. You know, what I'm saying people. You know, um, but there is kind of a um, um, you know, when they when they tell you that when they tell you stop sitting, stop walking like that, it's not just like advice. It's it's like a warning. You know what I'm saying? It like it it it, it lets you know. Um, um, you know, uh, it's, it's a, it's a signal like life is going to be harder for you. Um, and so, and you don't want to, and, 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 and I guess by, you know, to, to some degree, letting you know, like life is harder for girls. Um, and that's why I don't even want you to, 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 for nobody to confuse you, um, as such, because you could be taken advantage of like girls and women are, you know what I'm saying? Like, let, let the world know that you're not a girl or a woman. So that uh, don't don't let don't let nobody think you are, so that they don't think that they can take advantage of you. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. And I think that's a real right. big part of 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 kind of the indictment. It starts early. You know, we started from from day one. I think we, you know, um, uh, a lot of the language that we use that we don't think about that we just kind of we just kind of let roll off our tongues and, and things that our parents said to us, our grandparents. Um, some of that's poison. Um, and it, and it, and it's and it's letting our boys know, and it's letting our girls know, uh, life is different depending on 
um, if you're a boy or girl, and it's worse for you if you look like a girl or act like a girl. You know, um, life is going to be more difficult. Yep. Um, and that, that reminds me of this study that Shondria has sent to me um, and, and I was able to check out and I definitely encourage uh, other folks to look this up. It's called Girlhood Interrupted, the Erasure of Black Child's, um, of, of Black Girls' Childhood. And basically the study just talks about how um, Black girls, when it are seen as uh, less nurturing, less, uh, less protect, they need less protection, they need less support. They need to be comforted less. They're more independent. They know more about adult topics and they know more about sex um, uh, than their white counterparts. And like that was true for white men and white women and also true for the way black men and black women um, see or adultify, quote unquote, uh, black girls ages five to 14. So it's like, yeah, you know, it it does start young. Um, and, And like you said, it's, seems like this process of uh conditioning conditioning people to you know check check these boxes for for what it means to be quote unquote a man in america um or quote unquote uh, a woman uh in america so so yeah i think it's a, a part of the i guess kind of conversation and not kind of part of the conversation but i, I do think as individuals we really have to be thinking about the types of things that we you know, we say to our kids the types of of example or the way we carry ourselves, the way we interact with people um, around our kids, because like they're they're watching, and we're more or less like sh- you're showing them how the world works and how the world operates. So if you're you know if you're a man and you're always only hanging around you know other men, or you're talking, uh, or or the way you treat women is is uh, you know degrading or rude, or catcalling. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever it is you might be doing and you have a little boy there with you, he's going to think like, you know, he's going to start be get, starting to become conditioned to think that's just how men uh, treat women. And if you have a little girl there, you're having her, you're starting to get condition her to think like, oh, you know, this, this is how, this is how I am to be treated when I, you know, grow up and become a woman. Um, if you, if, if you are, if, if your constant refrain is to, to blame you know your your relationship issues on you know it's all it's women women can't women always want women that you know you're generalizing about what women are doing that's keeping you from dealing with your own shit and you're making yourself a worse person um so i think you know we it's not it's not just a good idea to be a feminist because it will help your you know future generations it'll make you a better person in the same way that white people who deal with their racism are better people after it through that process because they know something they have a consideration that they didn't have before that you know they're, they're practicing they're in tune with themselves in a way that they weren't with their humanity in a way that they weren't i think you know if if you know black men we want to be free men we got to you know be in tune with our our, our full selves um um and, and stop this ignoring we've been taught to ignore um and dismiss girls and women and we we got to get out of that yep and then even like uh you know you know listen to your own to your own self so like thinking back to that comment you know when uh, boys are told don't leave boys don't cry or you know you're you're whining like a girl s- stuff like that it's like you're basically telling a boy that like they can't have mm-hmm. you know they can't have emotions they can't be mm-hmm. sad they can't cry um and and, and obvious well i guess it's not so obvious but uh you know like we're, we're human beings we have emotions we're gonna feel all types of ways uh, and if you're not, and if you're, and if you're, walking, you're walking through, through life, life and, you know suppressing, suppressing all these different all feelings, feelings you have, you have 
uh, as a, you know, because you think that's how life has to be, there's no way you're ever going to be, you know, your, your best self um, and be able to live a full, healthy life because you're not even able to fully experience it. I think, um, so, you know, eat, you know I, go I, ahead, I was going to say too, like, you know, and, and what does that get you? You know, when you get, when you old and, and what, what do we, what are we what are we seeing now with like the increase in men's suicide rates? Um, you know, there's a reason. Um, you know, men, sad men, uh, depressed men who have lots of guns, um, um, because they, they we weren't taught, we haven't been taught, we haven't practiced how to deal with our emotions, how to how to handle them. We're bottling them in, um, and for some people, that's just kind of like they become grumpy and annoying and 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 rude or whatever, but. Uh, for some people that depression looks different, you know, and it's more extreme. Um, and we don't want to be that. So that reminds me of a quote from uh, Asad Shakur when she says a revolutionary woman can't have a reactionary man. Yeah. Um, like brothers, we got, we got, we got, we have to do the work, um, our, ourselves if we're going to, you know, create a world where, where, where we, where women can be free. Um, and therefore everyone you, speaking of a uh, reactionary man, <laughs> You uh you see you see J- Jermaine Dupree and uh, his comments about uh, women rappers. He asked about who was the best. I, you see that? I did. Um, but I thought I thought he he settled it. He yeah. said there, you know, basically how could there be a best? Because they all sound like they're all rapping about yeah. stripping. All rapping about. I mean, uh, and people and people okay. ate that up. I think that was you know that and that's just that goes to show you like black men got to be inside there. You talking about a record producer mm-hmm. uh, a quote-unquote gatekeeper uh he, he says um talking about um just like dismissing a whole genre you know a whole a whole um category of music um because he says that their subject matter is is myopic when it's when you know many women have called that in the question many men have called it in the question if you look at um you know jermaine dupree's so so deaf roster the the you know, like we're not we're not talking about the most um, profound work, you know, coming out of this man. Like he he did great work, but this is not he was not. Yeah, we're like not it wasn't it wasn't he was putting out hits, but it was not. Um, some might call it uh, party music all the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, so mm. I think you know a lot of a lot of a lot of um, hypocrisy. Um, and um, lack of, you know, like n- lack of awareness, like no self-awareness. Um, but that that's typical of what misogyny gets you. You you say stuff that's stupid, and then you um, have a hard time getting out of it. You know, he he tried to make like a, a a rap cipher, a female rap cipher. You heard about that? Yeah, because that's gonna, you know, that would definitely fix um, patriarchy and and and. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I I did hear about the the rap cipher. I, I mean, I guess he hit up his PR agent um, as quickly yeah. as quickly as he could, and it came up. They cooked something up, but um, they they definitely. You know what's something that's crazy? Like, we we didn't really talk about like like one thing I think that's important to talk about is like how we think that queer gender nonconforming, uh, you know, trans. We think a lot of that is is white people shit. And just to address, like, just to kind of like, oh yeah, bring it back, like colonialism happened so a lot of what we believe you know uh uh our you know african history our ancestors did this or didn't do that they didn't do none of this queer shit they didn't do none of this cross-dressing they didn't do all this white people like that's not true um colonialism made you think that all black people in africa 
um was was getting married and 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 uh you know kings and queens out here we was all (laughs) like no that's not how it was going down there were all sorts of configurations for sexuality and um and there was all sorts of how that you know how people dealt with that how people you know how it was treated in society some people condemned some societies condemned it with death some people allowed it and then people were 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 shamans and worshipped um same thing in native american society um so a whole range of thought and opinion about what you know african queerness and homo homosexuality or uh uh uh, queerness look like um so just to just to kind of like deal with Mm. that like this this people been queer for a long forever um and this is you know it's not nothing new so that 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 you know people people women have been here forever you know what i'm saying um they've been talking about they want they they mm. shit for a long time there were matriarchs there were women who ran shit um there were there was you know ancest you know inheritance was passed down through female line um you know this this like hegemony of men dominating the world is is um um, not so new, but it ain't that old. Yeah, uh, even thinking about all the way back to the to the biblical days, you know, when you were saying that there's there's always been there's always been queer people. It's like uh, you know, always been queer people, always been gay people. Yeah. It's like yeah, to the point they put it in the Bible, yeah. making it um, you know elite, uh, condemning it, making it illegal, making it in now, which kind of is is at the I guess it's, it's, you would say is somewhere in the center of this debate around, uh, you know, gay rights in America yeah. and people always referencing what the Bible says. Um, so, yeah, this is not when it comes to. Yeah. So, so yeah. That, that, this struggle uh, is not new. Um, and we have we have evidence yeah. in what's supposed to be the holiest of books uh, that that one could ever read. So, yeah. And, and you know, knowing how Christianity was forced on to uh, enslaved people in america uh you know i I can't help but wonder if if that's a part of the reason why there's so much uh, homophobia in uh, in in america for sure but in this case specifically in the in the black community you know there's more than enough examples from if if you look at just the way um you 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 listen to to music you know uh rap music from black artists you'll hear a lot of homophobic slurs just said like it ain't nothing um, you can see it at the the hate. If you look at the numbers of hate crimes that are committed against uh, you know black LGBT, LGBTQ people, um, so you know, like you were saying, like th- this is we try to say we're not trying to be on the white people shit, but like that is the epitome of old school white people shit. We got to ride for for everybody. I think I think. Um, um, I think that's the kind of like the overarching point. Like black women, again, we're talking about we've gotten into a conversation now about, you know, uh, um, sexuality and and um, gay people and queer people. Um, and again, that's because um, so much of uh, uh, when we talk about black feminism, what comes up, um, the people who who black black feminists um, work for, they do their work for the the people at the bottom. And so when we're talking about black women, we're also talking about um, trans communities um, uh, and, and people who have, you know, all the the interlocking, the, the intersectional uh, oppressions um, piled up on top of them. Like we're, we, they they speak for them. And so, uh, again, that's why we have to 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 undo and unlearn um, and retrain ourselves 
um, to to you know um, you know cast off what we've been taught because if we don't um, then then we then we you know continue to perpetuate this system we're gonna keep on doing this thing over and over again um, and keep asking ourselves the same questions about why uh, society looks the way it does um, and on that note we gotta we gotta really talk about the you know the homework for 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 this time what for this episode what um what should the people do what what should should brothers and sisters out here um trying to better themselves and and be black feminists what what should they do to get started yes sir um if the if you haven't uh and if you have it's always good to go back and reread this one um go back and read the company river collective statement um as you said it was and and actually before we get to that so yeah, I'd say go and uh, read or reread the Kambahi River Collective Statement, and in doing so, you know, compare and, and contrast that to the Declaration of Sentiments that that was signed at uh, Seneca Falls, where you know I definitely don't want to give the answer to the homework, um, but I, but I say you one thing you will see is how in the Kambahi River Collective Statement that there is this sense of unity, the sense of, of fighting for the rights of all um uh all black women and and in acknowledgement that uh at the point of writing this they were had 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 enough and they never mind i'm giving too much away so i think i think um i think maybe the most basic thing um that that you can do um is uh put listen to women um um i think we men brothers fellas dudes um i think we have a tendency to keep ourselves uh in all male you know friend groups if you look at your group men your group text and all these things uh it might be all dudes um and not that you need to not that you can't have all guy spaces i guess but um, uh you know know, if you're not having having conversations conversations with women um you you know, know how, how how much for them can you be? Um, we would ask the same question to white folks. You know, if you ain't got no, if you if you ain't listening mm-hmm. to black people, and you ain't got no black friends, you know, so to say, um, you know, where's your investment in in anti racism? Um, um, so really, like, make sure that if you are trying to be um, as good as you think you are, um, that you um, uh, listen first. And another thing. Uh, do do please read about um, um, the gender the myth of the gender binary. I don't know if you Google that, um, but 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 really do your homework on um, why uh, uh, you know feminists question um, the just the, the binary uh, man woman in the first place or boy girl in the first place. Um, do some homework about intersex people um, and the, the number of people who have their uh, gender assigned quote unquote or reassigned quote unquote. Um, and decided for them uh, when their babies with surgery. Um, just really get into that, and so that you can kind of understand when we talk about um, sex, sexuality being a, a spectrum. Really, um, gender is as well. Um, and so just kind of uh, uh, rethinking how we how we uh, uh, the 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 foundations of how this system comes to be. Like we we question race. We know that race isn't real. Understand that gender um, is a socialized process as well. You know what I'm saying. Um, and the biology ain't so neat. The biology ain't so, you know, tidy um, as boy, girl. So do that homework. Yeah. One last thought, you know, I'm having before we you start to, to wrap this up 
is is just that you know when, we, when you look at different movements throughout history uh you see black women showing up in showing up all the way when you look at more, a more recent example where you see i think it was the election between and it was in alabama it's between i think his name was doug jones and roy moore who was accused of being a, a pedophile mm-hmm. um it seems like there was more than enough evidence of that being so uh and yet he barely lost it was by the, the slimmest of margins um and who showed up and vote for doug jones black women and it's not like and doug jones platform was not one built on uh freeing black women i can you know promise you that but uh you know mm-hmm. if anybody but nevertheless black women showed up and they knew they had to do something mm-hmm. to keep this uh pedophile from being being elected in office and he, and the, the last thing this that that makes me think about is um you know that's that's i think black women one standing up for just something that's right and and not allowing someone like that to to hold that type of position of power but also them making mm-hmm. uh a, a taking a stand for women and taking a stand for girls uh because these women that 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 were accused right. of, are accusing one right. more they weren't uh you know young black girls right. these are young white girls um but yet who is it that's showing up um I don't remember what the, the numbers look like for the white women, but I know it was the the reason the election went the way it did is highly uh, due to the fact the, the amount of black women that showed up and voted. Yep, yep. They they like like Brittany Cooper said they they time and time again have shown that they're willing to um, get in everybody else's uh, get in all their fights. Um, they jump in and they and they and they rumble with us um, when it comes to black men issues, when it comes to gay issues, you know, when it comes to disabled with disability labor issues, all of it. Black women be on them picket lines. Um, uh, Me too. You know, uh, uh, Toronto Burke came up with that. So when we talk about, um, you know, every time something goes down, black women showing up, black men especially need to be um, not just, you know, focused on how we can get ourselves uh, as uh, how, how we can get black people out of a system of racist oppression, but how we can be in solidarity with black women um, trying to uh, undo, um, you know, the oldest, oldest uh, tool of oppression in the book, which is which is gender inequality, which is gender oppression. Um, oh, yo, oh, Tony, I actually, you said, when you say the oldest in the book, like uh, that's not just a figure of speech. Like, um, I just learned in reading the game that that is actually like the, you know, the beginning. The uh, what what sociologists think it's the beginning of the first form of uh, exploitation. Mm-hmm. Was, yep. 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 First form of slavery, men using their, their, their bigger bodies, you know, and their more power in the, just the muscular way, um, to suppress women. Mm -hmm. And then that type of exploitation started to, you know, spread from like tribe to tribe on, uh, where it's no longer gender based, but yeah, like you said, like legit, the oldest. We, 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 we figured out how to, you know, we, we, you know, the same way we talk about how white folks figured out how to use race on black people to oppress black folks and then they they, they replicated that all over the world like you know uh, gender oppression sexism is the, you know what what folks got started on you know those are the first slaves those are the people that were you know they were doing the bulk of the work of feeding folks we talk about men cleaning gathering and all this other like women were the ones that was doing the, the work to feed whole communities um, 80% of the diet people think, you know, uh, was coming from what women were producing. Um, they had the power to produce life. Um, um, but, and yet, you know, we've, we've somehow gotten to a place where we saying that God is he and, 
mm. that Eve Eve was the one who was who was the big dummy. Yeah, you know um, that you know we get to saying that women don't deserve positions on the pulpit, that women aren't going to be presidents and 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 world leaders. Um, it doesn't make sense. Um, and you and you should know something's up. It should be very it should be glaringly apparent that something is up. What you gonna do about it? Now that you know what you're gonna do. Hey, Tony. Where way to way to put a bow on it, my brother. Um So yeah, that 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 wraps up episode three. We as always, please hit us up on um social media. You know, follow us at mims.podcast. Word. Share the episode. We appreciate everybody that's been listening. Um, you know, you got some feedback, you got some ideas. Please send them this way. We actually, for the next episode, think we might switch up the the style a little bit. So, you know, excited for y'all to hear that. And uh, uh, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna see what we're doing and get in our personal business, uh, you can follow me, um, Tony the Six Footer at the Six Footer, not Tony the Six Footer at the Six Footer. Um, what about you, Jacob? At L Snakeup E L S N A K E O B. Shout out to Nino on the on the audio. And before before we go, I, I don't want to. Um, uh, I, I, I guess we can't really do a moment of silence. So maybe we can do a moment of silence um, for um, Sadie Roberts Joseph, um, who was um, a legendary historian uh, in the Baton Rouge community, uh, who was murdered. Um, her body was discovered in the trunk of her car. Um, thoughts and prayers to her family. Um, you know, uh, a soldier lost um, in this fight. You know, she was she was doing the work that we're talking about. Um, and so, um, a moment for her. Word. Um, episode three. Thank you.